Greetings from Lumberjack Country. Welcome back to our third episode of Lumber Chats Inside NAU. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and follow along as we take you inside of what our university has to offer. I'm Mackenzie McLaughlin from NAU Social, and this episode we're celebrating Latinx Heritage Month. Did you know NAU was named an emerging Hispanic-serving institution by the U.S. Department of Education? Here at our Flagstaff campus, Latino students comprise 21% of our total enrollment. Our NAU Yuma location, which was designated as a Hispanic-serving institution back in 2007, enrolls 71% Latino students. Between September 15th and October 15th, we will be observing Latinx Heritage Month, celebrating the contributions of both Hispanic and Latinx Americans. These dates may seem random, but they are quite significant. September 15th is the anniversary of independence for Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, and then Mexico and Chile celebrated their independence days on September 16th and September 18th, respectively. From the sounds of mariachi to campus events honoring our diversity, we're taking you inside NAU to find out what Latinx Heritage Month means to our students, faculty, and staff, and how we will all be celebrating. Latinx Heritage Month is important to me and because it gives me an opportunity to celebrate with folks that I wouldn't necessarily often have the opportunity to celebrate with. Growing up as somebody who identifies as Chicana, I'm third generation, I'm not fluent in Spanish, uh, however I can understand when my nana is mad at me. <laughs> um, it offers me a unique opportunity to not only learn more about my heritage that maybe I wasn't taught, but it also gives me a chance to see that I'm not the only person who grew up this way and experienced their identity this way. Every moment is a chance to change the world, according to Dolores Huerta. And Latinx Heritage Month, similarly, is our chance to share how Latinx folks have done exactly that and reflect on those moments in history and figure out ways in which we can change the trajectory of what it means to be Latinx in the United States. It's important to remember where you came from, so when I celebrate, I'm remembering my grandparents, my great-grandparents, great-great-great-grandparents, um, and just remembering their journey and what they have done to provide for my family and me. We're sitting down with Emily Ferla and Vanessa Urbina, President and Vice President of NAU's Latinx Student Union, also called LSU. Ladies, can you tell us a little bit about how you celebrated Latinx Heritage Month growing up? Emily, why don't you start? Well, I think, I can't really think of anything specifically, but every day, I guess, we celebrate Latinx, you know, Heritage Month, um, from the moment we wake up to smelling the homemade tortillas, to when you go to sleep, you know, and we all gather around. I think, yeah, every day, it's a, a celebration. What about you, Vanessa? That was a pretty solid answer. Mm -hmm. uh, personally, it was... Um, Something that my mom always made sure to remind me of before I walked out of the house, you know, like, remember who you are, remember where you come from, because you're about mm -hmm. to go in a world where there's all kinds of people. So just remember the language you speak and who you're representing. And Vanessa, do you have any favorite folk tales or traditions that have been passed on? All right. So this one's kind of a really common one amongst like um, Latinx, and it's the folk tale by Llorona. Personally, my family loves to tell that story and how 
Um, at one point, I lived in Mexico, so every little city I lived in, everybody was like afraid of La Llorona because she was so prominent. She was everywhere all the time, apparently. So that was a really fun one to hear. What about you, Emily? I can't really think of any except La Llorona. Yeah, I think it's very common. It's interesting because each state in Mexico has their own side of the story. So it's essentially a folk tale of like a woman who drowns her kids and parents tell that to their kids in order to to get them to behave. So that's (laughs) that's the one that I can pretty much think about. What about any traditions? Do you feel like your parents have passed on any, anything that you feel like you'll bring forward to the future? For traditions, I'm not so sure. It's just, um, at least personally, my family in Mexico, they love to host parties. That's like a big mm-hmm. thing for them. So that's something I definitely want to do just to keep that culture there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, in my family, the idea of family is very important. So having parties, welcoming people, whether you know them or not, is yeah, very, for sure. very prominent. Yeah, for me, growing up, one of the traditions is making pozole for Christmas. Yeah. And so I was always like, you just sit in the kitchen, don't get in the way, but mm. you watch. Uh, but the past couple of years, I've actually been the one making the pozole. Yeah. So that's a really exciting tradition so, that I, I always love to yeah. celebrate. Um, Emily, can you tell us what Hispanic figure you looked up to when you were younger? And who do you look up to now? Oh, there's a lot. Um, Dolores Huerta. I think she was always someone that I thought was very very strong and who always spoke her mind and I still look up to her now Frida Kahlo I love her she was unapologetic unapologetically her um yeah and I I still look up those people my mom of course I mean my mom came to the U.S. with nothing but ten dollars and a drink you know and so seeing my mom as we say in Mexico chambiandole each and every day I think it gives me strength to continue and provide for my family what about you, Vanessa? Frida Kahlo is a big one for me, too. I learned a lot about her during high school. I managed to like, study her art and all about her. She was very diverse and very open about herself, which I really appreciated. And also um, Shakira, the artist, oh, yeah. because on top of like being very proud of who she is, she worked with a lot of humanitarian organizations. So that was a big one for me. And those two are still prominent to this day, honestly. Yeah. And Emily, you're the president of LSU here at NAU. How did you get involved with this organization and how did you end up in your leadership role? Okay, that's, that's a good story. Um, I was a freshman, um, second semester, and I remember I went to a mentor and I said, there's no one like me. I miss my family. You know, I grew up in central Phoenix where it was a tight-knit community. We mostly all spoke Spanish. It was all Latinx members. And so I wanted to have that that feeling again, that comfort here at NAU and my mentor said, you know, there's a club called LSU and they just started. Um, you should go and check it out. And I did. I remember I walked in 20 minutes late and I was scared. But then they all said, you know, come sit down. Let's talk. And and Dulce used to be our mentor. And she's the one who, who suggested after she left that semester for me to stay in the president role. And so that's how I was nominated and I got in. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And Vanessa, can you tell us a little bit about who can join LSU? Some students may identify as Latinx, but they don't necessarily speak Spanish. Is that okay? Yes. Um, In my mind, even as just a member, in my heart, anybody can join. And anybody can become educated on these topics. If anything, I encourage everybody to join. Because often during our meetings, we do have uh, certain discussions about current events. And I would much rather prefer people become educated and anybody come in, especially, you know, those who say, you know, I don't speak Spanish, so I probably shouldn't go. You know, I don't identify as Mexican. Like people are going to say it's not OK. It's OK. You don't have to speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. It's it's all good. You just come here. We're just going to have a talk and, you know, bring that sense of community. So. 
And what events is LSU hosting for Latinx Heritage Month? So, um, one of them is coming up on September 28th. We have our Carne Asada, 10 to 2. Yes. Also, um, one of our sister clubs, um, Hermanas, is actually going to have a dance on October 4th. So those are the ones coming up. And what are you looking forward to most? What am I looking forward to? Probably the carne asada. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I love me some food. Me too. <laughs> I hear you, girl. free food. <laughs> Before we end, we're going to put you both in the hot seat. So real quick, Vanessa, what Got is it. your favorite Latin song and artist? There's this, um, she's like a cumbia singer. Uh, her name's... Um, She's in this group called Sonora Dinamita, and the song's called Que Nadie Sepa Mi Sufri. It's, it's a really good song. It kind of has, like, sad lyrics, but, like, the song itself, like, you can dance to, and it's just such a good song. What about you, Emily? Um, I love reggaeton, and currently I like this song called Yo Le Llevo by J Belvin and Bad Bunny. Yes, Bad Bunny. What's your favorite dance style? Favorite dance style might have been implied a little earlier, but cumbias. I love mm. cumbias. What about you, Emily? I like to dance to corridos. And corridos. Yeah. Nice. And what is your favorite food from your home? Ooh. I haven't had it recently. It's been a hot minute. I miss it, but it's called tinga. Oh, yeah. Tinga de pollo. Tinga de pollo. Chilaquiles. Chilaquiles, oh, yes. yes. And what about your favorite Latinx book? Yeah. Um, I forgot the author, but I read it when I was a young girl. It's called Esperanza Rising. Yeah. Love it. I recommend it. <laughs> this is actually going to seem very, um, not necessarily stereotypical, but you know, I'm sure many people know this, but it's actually Don Quixote. Uh, I, yeah. I read that in high school and I actually really liked it because we got into depth with it and just kind of took it apart and it was a really good read. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And you guys are welcome to come out to our Carne Asada. Again, it's on September 28th from 10 to 2 in the amphitheater. On the Pedway, right? On the Pedway, yes. Awesome, awesome. Gracias. Thank you. You're listening to the sounds of NAU's mariachi band, Mar y Sol, a club on campus. If you come to the IMQ office, you're likely to see performances by them and other musicians. So I am here with Destiny King, the inclusion coordinator for the Office of Inclusion. And to celebrate Latinx Heritage Month, the Office of Inclusion puts on a lot of different events and things like that. So um, tell me a little bit more about the Latinx Heritage Month and what students can expect. Our office is coordinating with uh, LSU, which is our Latinx um, student union, and also with Hermanas for Change. Um, I know we're having dance lessons um, in the next few weeks, so we're gonna have some dance instructors come and teach some traditional Latinx dance styles for anybody to come and attend. We're also trying to get to where we're gonna have a shuttle so we can shuttle students to the taco festival, which will be held in the next couple weeks. Um, And then we're gonna be doing a lot of diversity dialogues as well in our office, um, where we're gonna have some of the professors in the ethnic studies department come and talk about like, you know, Chicano studies and like kind of the history behind Latinx Heritage Month. And what are you most looking forward to from your Latinx Heritage Month lineup? Um, I believe the dance lessons are going to be really fun. Um, I remember last year when we had them, so many people were in here just, you know, like grooving out. Um, even though, you know, you may not be have that rhythm, because I know I don't. Um, but it was a lot of fun to be able to learn about different dances like the salsa and um, uh, bachata and all that stuff we got to learn and participate in. So I think those will be a lot of fun. IMQ is located on the first floor of the University Union Fieldhouse. So this will be your second semester here in this location. What do you love about it? And what do you think the community should know about this space? 
My favorite thing about this space is that it's so open. It's so open for students to come and hang out, do homework. A lot of students like to nap in here sometimes because you know it's just so much space and we have a lot of new comfy couches and chairs. Um, and I just love being able to come to work every day and seeing the new students who are exploring our office or people who come in just to see what's going on, you know. Uh, we usually have popcorn, we have movies playing or music playing and always have something for students to be involved in. So I would like the students to know that anybody's welcome to come into our office. It is a student space, which is one of the reasons why we did uh, remodel it this way, so we can have more student presence here. Your office has a new name. Can you tell us what it was before and why the change happened? Yes, of course. So we did go through a couple name changes before we settled on IMQ. So originally we were Inclusion Multicultural Services, and then or IMS for short, and then we changed to Inclusion Multicultural Student Services, IMSS, and now we are the Office of Inclusion, Multicultural, and LGBTQIA Student Services, uh, so IMQ for short. And the reason why we decided on this name was because we wanted to be more inclusive to what we specifically um, we're working with with the university and that is our multicultural and lgbtqia um, communities and we wanted to be as inclusive specific with the lgbtqia communities because there's so many different communities within that community um and yeah so the name change was basically just to be more inclusive to the communities that we serve um, but with that being said um we don't just serve those students <laughs> so our office is for everybody Tell me about the Inclusion and Diversity Scholars Program. You yourself were an ID scholar uh, yes, when you were a student. So tell us, what it, what is that program looking to do? As an Inclusion Diversity Scholar, what we're trying to implement with this new peer mentoring program. Um, so each peer uh, mentor has about 50 students in each freshman residence hall just to kind of help them guide them through their first year here at NAU um, rather than just being solely an academic support or solely like a residential support like the RAs. Um, the ID scholars are more there to make sure like the students are feeling like safe here, they're feeling included here, and they're feeling like they can find a home here for NAU. Like one of the biggest things that we do advocate as being ID scholars is like student involvement and engagement, um, whether it's joining like a club organization, joining another peer mentoring program or different leadership opportunities, things like that. We do strive to have our students do that just to make sure that they find their place here at NAU. And so that's like a perfect segue. How can students get involved, whether it be through the ID scholars or with IMQ in general? Yeah, I think the best way to get involved is just to come into the office. Our office is very open. All of our professional staff, most of the time our doors are open or their offices are made of glass. So you can always see whoever's in the office. We usually have events um, almost every day. It's going to start picking up between the middle of September is where we're going to start off with our events. We're having another big party in October for um, coming out week. It's going to be Rainbow. Uh, we did it last year as well. So yeah, just coming to our events, getting involved, meeting new people. Our doors are always open. I know, and it's always popping in here. I love yeah. it. I love it. There's always so much action. Celebrating Latinx Heritage Month is important to me because particularly for those of us who exist and live every day in a culture that's different from the one we grew up with, it's important to connect or reconnect with who you are and the values and culture that you grew up with. 
and celebrate it and remember it and honor it and share it with the people you come across. It's so important to remember our heritage, to remember where we came from and the customs and cultures that we each have as this amazing, diverse Latino community, to be able to remember that and to celebrate it and be excited by all the great things that we have in our history that represent who we are and how we've come to be. My wife and I, we've been away from our families for a while, so being able to know that we have a family here um, in a place that's not um, where we grew up is important to know that we have that family and that Latinx community here. Our advice? Celebrate with us. Stop by IMQ for dance lessons or any number of events going on during this month. Honoring the diverse backgrounds and cultures of our community celebrates the importance of individuality while bringing us all closer together. From all of us here at NAU Social, until next time, hasta luego. Special thanks to NAU Maria Chimar y Sol for the music you heard this episode. Emily Ferla and Vanessa Urbina from LSU, Destiny King, our inclusion coordinator in IMQ, and all those who shared why celebrating Latinx Heritage Month is important to them. Becca, Jose, Leslie, Margarita, Marcela, Ruby, and Danny. 